It's Monday the 6th of January 2020. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm lucky to be joined this week by Eric Figueras Torras, Senior Vice President and Chief Technology Innovation Officer at Thiemin, the telecommunications company, and by the broadcaster, entertainer and head of Iceland's Eurovision delegation, Felix Bergson. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to a new year as well, the first show of 2020, or 2020. I haven't decided how to say it yet. Um, so, of course, there is plenty to talk about. Uh, new year means new government finances, and this year, as well as the usual tax rises on things like fuel, tobacco and alcohol, there's also been a new third income tax bracket implemented. New year also means the infamous Automotoscope show on television. New traffic laws came into effect on the 1st of January, and all drivers should be aware of what has changed. The President used his New Year's address to the nation to call for unity and honesty as the nation faces the same left-right split and fake news barrage that is sweeping the whole world right now. He also used his speech to announce that he will stand for re-election this summer. Hilde Grudnadottir has won a Golden Globe for her soundtrack to the Joker movie, becoming the first ever solo female to pick up the award. One proposed new law currently online for public consultation would shorten the quarantine period for pets entering Iceland, while another would ban the sale of a wide variety of single-use plastics. And finally, it would be foolish to have Eric here with us today without at least mentioning what's been going on to strengthen Iceland's communications infrastructure in the wake of last month's storm. So, where would you both like to begin? <laughs> I know that Felix is dying about talking about the Scoipi. Yes, so we should start there. Yeah, Scoipi is always good. It is, and this year the feedback seems to be it was especially good, right? Was yes, it? it's been very positive. I think. I mean, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed it very much, and I thought they 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 touched on quite a variety of of subjects and managed to make fun of a lot of things. I I was. I pleased with many things. I thought the the, the one where they made fun of uh, Landsbankin and uh, the young people with the with the gold watch and who couldn't understand why people wanted to be poor was very very funny. Just uh, could you just briefly explain if anyone hasn't doesn't know what what is Skøpet? Uh, Skøpet is a, a comedy sketch show that has been run in Iceland for probably around thirty to forty years, always on New Year's Eve. Uh, where uh, and this is the most popular uh, TV program in Iceland, maybe apart from uh, Eurovision or Söngvakeppnin, but uh, it is incredibly popular and everybody watches it and everybody needs to see it so that you can talk about it in the in in when you have your coffee with your colleagues. And thanks uh, to Ruv English, we now have it with English subtitles exactly. at the same time on Ruv Two, which is still available to watch online. Exactly, so the Ruv website. We, we, they came too late. The subtitles. I, I've been in Iceland for over 20 years now uh-huh. and I've seen a a transformation in my um, acceptance or following up the Skypith. First years, you know, as a foreigner, you you first you don't know what's going on here. See that you, you don't follow the news as, as much as locals do <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you don't understand the language. But um, over time, of course, you're more in and in into what's going on here and the language starts becoming not an issue. So I must admit the last Two scripts have been my favorite one, favorite ones. Yeah. Probably this is uh, bound to the fact that you know <clears throat> I, I'm much more part- participating into what's going on here, but I found them specifically fun. Last year's was was a lot of fun, and this year was tremendous to me. We, yeah. We've established a, a role at home, which is we we watch it, but like in your homes, there's a lot of stuff going on, many people and. 
a lot of noise and, and children that you need to attend and, and you know, whatever it takes. So the day after, I sit alone with my wife. Mm-hmm. She's Icelandic, and uh, we go over everything. And she understands the things that I may have missed and so forth. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. All of the all of the events, all of the things that came out, especially the lands banking, you know, with the yeah. Gucci bags and all this, uh, Greta Thunberg, yes, oh, uh, with her yellow raincoat, that was that was phenomenal, and I, I liked a lot the purple plane yes. Yes. song. That was yeah, that was unusual actually to have a song in English in the show. I, I, we haven't often often had that, but that was that was that was quite a quite a clever idea, I mm. thought. Quite a clever idea. I, I loved the one with the the, the, the guy who had lost his uh, watch, uh, who didn't have his, uh, what you call it in English? Uh, smartwatch. The smartwatch wasn't working anymore, so he had to count all his steps by himself. And, and he, you know, he didn't and... know how well he had slept. Or... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was fun. The doubles for Thorger, Thor, Thorger or Katrin and Katrin Jakobsdottir. Oh, I okay. found them, especially for, for Katrin Jakobsdottir. Perfect. You know, you could see each gesture, each smile, eyebrows twist, and it was, it was, it was, it was she. Yeah, she was. Mm. She she has um, been a smash this year. Everybody's talking about it. How well she did. Is it? And I mean, the actor playing Sigmund or David is also amazing. I mean, he really looks like him. It's quite yeah. amazing. Yeah. The one thing I perhaps have not been following the trend is the criticism about the last song mm-hmm. by Prince Polo. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought it was good humor. And you know, I'm I'm a Prince Polo man. Yes. So in, in in a way, I, I I just didn't understand why all the fuss about it. I, I found I it phenomenal. May, maybe it's just the up against tough competition thing because last year's song was so memorable. It was yeah. really really good, and and this one was maybe not on the same level. But as a, it was as a, a great closing, song. It was a closing song. I thought it was good, and the, and the fact that somebody said that that future generations had not done anything for the ones that that, that came before. <laughs> what, what have we done for you and you done for It was very funny. Great twist. It was funny, funny. Great twist. My, my favourite moment, now that you mentioned this, was that sketch about the young kid scolding his mum for not cleaning <laughs> no for yeah for not recycling well enough yeah and she retailing on retaliating on him yes. because of not cleaning the bathroom or something but this moment when she says look i'm, I'm drinking with a plastic straw <laughs> plastic straw pl-. he's like okay i will clean the toilet that <laughs> yeah, was funny Very and funny. It, interesting maybe, do you think it was a brave decision in any way that the, the biggest issue in the whole show I think from my point of view was the environment yeah. running all through and there's yeah. been so much happening this year that's a, an interesting decision to, 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 to make fun of it well, to make it so so centre stage. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you would have thought they would have used the Sam Hedy case more or something like that, but they had a very good sketch where he was talking to the, <laughs> the people in his in his uh, factory in Talvik. But uh, uh, but yeah, it was very interesting. I, th- I thought it was hilariously funny when they had uh, when they had Hansa reading. Uh, the the voice of Iceland television reading about the program that evening and and it was all shows that were all about you know you know it's all your fault and you know now you're gonna die and and then in, and then in the end she said have fun you know? <laughs> let's, let's not forget the recurring um, 24 hour Landith program yes that was, that was a lot so of fun, fun too yeah. I think everybody had a, a good laugh yes. Well, from making fun of last year's news, uh, maybe we should talk about this year's. Yes. Um, just one last thing. We will be ending this show with that song that we were talking about by Prince Poro. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, what, what next then? 
Traffic yeah, well, rules. Yes, traffic rules. That's interesting. Uh, and important, yeah. Yes. Traffic rules. I actually summarized some of the main changes um, that um, I gathered uh, were took on on January 1st. Um, one was to my surprise. It says that lights must always be on. I thought that had been for a long time yeah, this way. So well. It had. But they've had to change the law now that it's not just lights must be on, but lights must be on front and back. And there is some issue that some cars, when they are in the auto um, mm. mode, the rear lights are not necessarily on. You need exactly. to go and adjust it to, to the lights mode, mm. which makes me think I, I need to check when when I get out yeah, <laughs> whether no. I'm driving legal or not. Because you know when you put them in, in, in auto, you see if the through the reflection of all these, whether the front lights are on. But mm. I've never bothered about the, the rear ones, not exactly. that we say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting. I mean, the, the, and this is something that you don't think about when you're elsewhere than in Iceland somehow, but uh, but you have to do. I think it's a, it's a good rule. It's a yes. necessary rule. We know how the weather can be now, but also in June and July, mm. so no issue. And one, one change to the rules uh, is that now all vehicles which drive at 25 kilometer per hour and above, so little mopeds, motorcycles and all this, they also need to have these these lights on. Mm, so yes. that was something new. Something I found hilarious is that now it is uh, illegal to drive o- over a red light. <laughs> how did you how did you get that? News? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Political know. correctness gone mad. I don't know how this how this had to happen. As, as I understood the law is or the, the explanation is that now it's part of the law. Okay. Of course that was against the rules and you could get a traffic light, but now it is Illegal on a legal basis, whatever that okay. means. I'm yeah. not a lawyer, so I, I don't know the details of this. But you know, you could be legally prosecuted if you like, if you're recurrent mm. on on that issue. Then the alcohol. That's Felix. You were talking about yeah, this before. Yeah, the, the, the alcohol went down from uh, 0.5 pro mil, isn't it, and down to 0.2. So that means that uh, basically. I think even a beer is is not possible. You can't drink a drop of alcohol before you start driving. That's mm. basically it. As I understood, the change is that now police can immobilize your car uh, from 0.2 per mil. Yeah. Um, if I understood it correctly, you may not get a fine. They can uh, punish you from 0.5, okay. as it used to be, yeah. but now they can immobilize your car from exactly. 0.2, and perhaps also a, a ticket. I, I've never been stopped. So, no, exactly. Well, I've never been immobilized with a car or measured above alcohol, so I cannot, I'm, I'm glad to say I cannot have an opinion on this. I know some people that have, and I think it's they, the police take the keys away and they say, come and get them tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you pay a fine ticket, I suppose, for that as well. Not necessarily, no. Not if it's like between 0.2 and 0.5. No. Okay, so and they, it's like that. Okay. So they call a cab and... Um, I don't you... know if they do that. They walk home, go <laughs> Walk <on>. home. <laughs> shame on you. Yeah. Shame. Walk of shame. Shame. So s- seat belts are mandatory on all uh, coaches, touristic coaches, mm-hmm. buses and all these outside from cities. That's a that's a good law. That's a law I now. Think. It probably was a rule before, but that's a law now. Yeah. Okay, same yeah. thing as with yeah, the I think traffic so. lights. Yeah. And um, one thing interesting: uh, authorities may impose traffic reductions in case of too high pollution. Yeah. Similar as we've seen in many other cities exactly. out there. So that, that that's interesting. About I thought. time. About time. It'll be interesting to see how it works and and how often they use it because it's it can literally be a, a, a blanket ban in a certain neighborhood for yeah, exactly. one hour at a time it'll be interesting yeah. mm. 
I mean, um, will it just push more traffic onto other roads and then make the pollution worse in that part of the city? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, what Paris has done, for example, is you know, uh, if you, if your license plates ends with uh, zero, you can't drive today, or you know, uh, and if it ends with one, you can't drive tomorrow. So that's kind of the, the, odd, the odd numbers, even yeah, numbers. Yeah. Usually, is the distribution exactly. So it's kind of yeah, it will be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Uh, I I I saw the one about the uh, use of. Um, of mobile phones and all kind of um, all the, these kind of equipments is totally banned, of course. But I have a Tesla, and uh, my car is basically uh, um, uh, what do you call it, an iPad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you just are looking at an iPad constantly. Mm. So that's going to be very interesting. What what are we allowed to do on that iPad if 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 everything is not allowed now? You, you're not supposed to use it at all when you are driving. I mean, how am I allowed to put on the lights? Am I allowed to put on the windscreen? You know, what what can I do on my uh, uh, iPad? That's, so that's, things like windscreen wipers and things—they're all on this screen. They're all on the screen, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to put it on auto, if you want to put it on, you know, kind of if it, you know, so it's it's so that's that's uh, the, the, there are things there that you kind of—it's uh, a bit you don't you don't really know how they're going to implement it. Well, as we know, law usually comes some. Some decades uh, after technology, yeah. so you may you may be able to enjoy a free ride for many years. Yeah. But um, let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Another thing that is also very interesting is that all uh, kids under sixteen have to use a helmet. It's a law now; have to use a helmet when cycling. And that has been a huge debate in uh, in certain groups in Iceland about that. You know, if 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 uh, and you know, some say that every all cyclists should be. Uh, uh, made to wear helmets, but uh, it's it's been it 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 was you know they made it 16. Mm. I mean, it seems perhaps on the face of it a little extreme until you realise that we're all forced to wear seatbelts and we're all forced to wear helmets when we're on a motorcycle. So totally, it's and it's something thing. that you get used to very easily, and then yeah. you know, and it and it um, does a lot for safety. Indeed. Yep. Should we move on? Yes. Hilton Guðnadóttir and the Golden Globe. That is really uh, big, quite right? a, yeah, it's very big. And I mean, she is she is a, a, a really a rising star. I mean, she was working a lot with Johan Johansson. I don't know if you remember him, who who did uh, um, the Theory the, of Everything, the Theory of Everything, and the fabulous uh, Sicario. Uh, that was a, the, a most amazing soundtrack. Was and, he there? Yes, he did I that. missed that. And he did that, and that was. I think that was. Uh, I think that was the year that uh, the LA film came out with all the music, you know, the musical, what's it called, uh, the LA story, what's it called, uh, what was it called? Yeah, uh, the, the dancing one. The dancing one. La La Land. So, yes. Yeah, La La Land. So that's the reason he didn't get the Oscar that year for that movie, but uh, he was amazing. But and he got it in 2014. Sorry? He got it then in 2014. Yeah, the Golden for the, Globe yeah. for, for Theory. Yeah, the, yeah. the Golden Globe, sorry. But uh, uh, Hilter uh, was working a lot with Johan. They were collaborators for many years. So she really, you know, she really uh, was very, you know, close to him. So she has just carried on and kept the Kindle go up, and uh, and she is amazing. The music for both Chernobyl and the Joker is quite amazing. Have you watched the movie, The Joker? Yes, yes. Shame on me, I haven't. I haven't. But I'm going to correct this misbehavior. Yeah, you should, because what is so interesting as well, when you know now that uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who plays the Joker in the film, he has said that they used the music to set the mood for the scenes. Mm. 
So, which is very, very unusual when doing a film. Usually, the, they just act the film, the act the scene, and then the music is put on afterwards. But what they did was they got the music from Hilter, they listened to it, they had it going while they were shooting the scenes. So, it's really set the mood for the film. So that is quite amazing. And I think, you know, I think it's really worth a watch knowing this. And it's quite nice for us here at RUV to, that Hilter won this because uh, her mother has worked here for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, within the Icelandic art scene, people of my generation know her parents very well. So we are very proud of our girl. And, <laughs> and I think she's going to win the Oscar. I was just going to mention, yeah. yeah. I think she will get the Oscar for the Joker. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I read this morning that... She is the first woman alone to win the Golden Globe um, Award for, how do you say it, for the music in the movie? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, there was another woman who won it in the year 2000, that was for the Gladiator exactly. movie. Exactly, yeah. But she didn't win it alone. It was uh, Her name is Lisa Gerrard, and she won it <clears throat> together with Hans Zimmerman. Exactly. Uh, but um, our Hilder is the first one to do it alone, so exactly. we should be, we must be very proud. No, it is, it is great, and I mean it's, it says a lot about uh, the status of the music industry in Iceland. I mean it is, it is incredible how well they are doing and uh, making music all over. And some people have been taking it up on Facebook, discussing the status of our music schools now. And uh, many parents have been worried about the 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 the, uh, the status of uh, music education mm. with changes because the as you probably know uh, the state and the municipalities have been arguing about who should pay for music education for kids who should uh, who should subsidize the music yeah. schools so there has been a problem for a few years now in that uh, area so hopefully this will maybe start a conversation about how we we get this back on on track mm. I, i didn't know this but i i think i have been experiencing it in some way i live in hapnafjordr yeah. and my my daughters have been attending the tonlistaskolin yes. the music school in hapnafjordr which um you know I'm, i'm missing who sponsors or who owns it i think it is the city who does uh but what i know is there is always quite some pressure with regards to meeting the deadlines to um registering your your kids exactly. into the school because yeah. the numbers are so small yeah. or the size of people that they can um accommodate so there are, there must be some sponsoring issues there since the the resources is finite exactly. clearly exactly and it's a, it's a, something that we as a society should really tackle i mean the sweets are a very good example They, they, for example, have recognized pop music as real music, and they have started pop music schools that are heavily subsidized by the state. Mm. And voila, we have the biggest pop uh, machine in the world in Stockholm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Sweden. Exactly. This sort of level of public sector support for things like sports and music, they, mm-hmm. they do have tangible effects don't they this is as you're saying with Hilted and, and and many other Icelandic musicians but also the national football team totally it's the same sort of structure mm-hmm. and then we look at athletics and it's not the same well it is it is complicated with them um, you know with uh, uh, this you know to keep uh, people who are 
uh, above the rest at their sport, you know, to 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 have them. But you know, I think I think they could they could definitely start a system like uh, artistic allowance, like we have for writers. I mean, we have writers in Iceland who get basically paid by the state for writing, mm. and I think that's the reason we get all these books published <laughs> every year. So I'm 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 a spokesperson for that. We should heavily subsidize these things because they are so important for our culture, and especially in a small society like and, ours. And that's that's the point. Small society. Uh, you know, I always use the three hundred and forty thousand, but I, but I heard. Catherine, our prime minister, yeah. mentioned 360,000, yes. so that's my new number now. <laughs> and let's open the eyes. You yeah. know, we just won last night a gold, Golden Globe trophy. This small nation, 360, it, it wasn't Portugal or Poland or the UK or Spain or Thailand or Senegal or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was Little Iceland who won it. Um, so let, let's be proud and let's enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. And those that say we shouldn't be wasting all this public money on stuff like that. Of course, I mean, these are the two kind of opposite, you know. Uh, and of course, you understand both views. But I think, I think uh, in us, in us, you know, I mean, we were going to be talking about taxes soon. I mean, we all pay quite high taxes. I mean, our taxes should be used for these kind of things. Uh, and money comes in as well. You know, and it, money comes it, it in. Well. Yeah, money. yeah. At the end of the day, it does. I think, definitely. All right, taxes. Go on. You mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are tax raises this yeah. this first uh, of January. Um, it was um, it was the usual stuff: fuel, tobacco, and, and alcohol. And pretty small though this time round. Yeah, yeah. But it seems that it's always easiest for politicians to to uh, put tax on these these things. You know, I kind of understand it, and it's, and I think it is something that uh, should be taxed quite heavily. But many people feel that um, uh, there are other things as well. And of course, we've been arguing about the fishing industry, how much that should pay, and 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 things like that. So there are, I think, there are definitely possibilities, but it's all about the politics. And what about the income tax? There's a new third tier of income tax to help. Mm. My understanding is that um, a new ladder has been established. Um, so far, we had two ladders in the income tax. Now a third one has been established so that the lower tax rate now will be 31.44%. And uh, the whole move, if I understand it correctly, has been done to support the lowest... Um, income groups in, mm -hmm. in society. Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, I don't have the numbers um, in my mind, but probably the lowest um, step or, or ladder has been lowered, if at all. Now, don't don't quote me on this because I, I, I don't know the numbers. Uh, but with establishing a third ladder, then probably higher incomes will pay uh, higher taxes. Yeah, I think, that's the, I think that is the general idea. Isn't I think it? That, that, I think you're right there. But it is complicated in a government with uh, the left greens on one side and then Sjálstæðis uh, Flokkurinn or the Conservatives on the other. To, to agree on such things. Yes, exactly. So, one... I, so I think it's some kind of a, some kind of a, 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 a vague agreement. But, you know, but it, there are changes there. I, I, I say as, as well, I'm not completely in it. I don't really know what the changes are, but it's a constant discussion in Iceland. And it was an agreement that was promised from from April with the new uh, contracts. Wasn't exactly, it? with the, with the, the, the new agreement with the, with the, the working 
So they really had to do it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Now, there's there's one positive under quotes, but probably as positive new tax. I think they call it something like the green tax introduced mm -hmm. or will be introduced in, in different steps over the next two years. And again, I don't understand myself too well the mathematics of the structure thereof, but um, it is some taxation related to landfill waste in a manner that um, to encourage more recycling yeah, by okay. families. Okay. And I read somewhere that the tax is expected to amount to an average of about 6,000 krona in average for a family of four. Um, now, how more recycling in your household will lead to less taxes, which would be the the ultimate uh, goal in this? I, I don't know how the structure will be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to see this, and this is online with the scope, uh, all this environmental uh, attention. Uh, mm -hmm. This goes very much in line with that. But again, is is um, is a mirroring of the government mix that we have. You have the, the Greens on the one side and then, and then the Sjálfstæðisflokkur on, on the other side in the government. So you get to see a bit of both worlds exactly. in those laws. Yeah. Which in theory is quite a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Compromise and working together. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the Scandinavian model in many ways. I mean, uh, even though in Iceland we don't have the, the system like they have in Scandinavia of uh, a, 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 a minority government, you know, which means that the government needs to, you know, agree on everything with the parliament. But uh, we are more like, you know, the strong take the take the government and they, they, they rule everything. But mm -hmm. in a way, we have that kind of government now where they have to agree, where they have to uh, uh, compromise on everything, in a way. Yeah, and they haven't fallen apart yet. And not yet. And uh, I don't think they will. I think they will continue the, the, through the through this uh, this season. Mm. I think we deserve one government to last all the way. <laughs> Tiring yeah. voting all the time. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we had this big storm last month. Yes. And electricity and telecommunications were badly affected, and we've been promised like well not promised anything, but like there's been a lot of discussion about what the next steps are, how to build the infrastructure back up again, and what can be done to make it not happen again. Obviously, Siemens is right in the core of that, along with its partners, competitors slash partners in the in, in, in the industry. Has a lot changed? Has there been great discussion at work about this? Sure, of course. And um, has it all changed? No. But are we discussing and making decisions around this? Uh, fully. We've always done it, and, and there has been a lot of attention, uh, naturally, over the past weeks, uh, month already. So some changes have taken place already. Um, still in December, I think it was about two weeks after the electricity outage uh, took place in the northern side, there came an announcement whereby uh, the three prime telco companies with, with infrastructure, being Simin, Vodafone and Nova, came up with a, with an announcement that uh, these three companies are going to um, analyze whether some reusability or cooperation in their infrastructure um, should take place mm -hmm. in terms of guaranteeing a better a better stability of the systems, a better service um, for 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 the for the country. Um, 
I want to make a point, though. Um, when this event happened in December, um, what primarily happened is that, for very clear reasons, electricity failed. The uh, situation it was really tough um, weather, as we experienced it, and um, different electricity companies uh, faced some problems, and they reacted reacted uh, right on and, and very well, um, because these things are not easy to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, this opens, of course, a whole discussion about how much money should the state put into guaranteeing more redundancy in these systems, and, and this all costs a lot of money, but perhaps we live in a country where money should be spent and, and put into that very significant infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Since when, when electricity fails, not only telecommunications at some given point will will stop um, working, it is hitting in houses immediately stops. Um, uh, your foot may be, um, may, may, how do you say, yeah, yeah, may, may basically spoil, ex- spoiling, spoiling your work. refrigerators and so forth. Um, but our systems, the way they work is like mobile uh, base stations. If electric, and when I say our, I mean in our industry. I'm not speaking for for Siemens. I'm speaking for you know the way the industry works. Vodafone, Nova. We all with infrastructure have more or less the same um, arrangement. When electricity stops, the mobile stations keep on working. We all run them with batteries. So you have the AC/DC current coming into the you know the base station system. But the base station itself is powered by batteries. And these batteries, even if electricity goes, they last hours. That's why if you if you followed the discussion during those days, um, there was a lot of discussion about, well, how many hours should it uh, have lasted and all this. What we did, the telco companies, was after some time when we saw that, well, the problem was going to be severe, and the Radic or Landsnet or whoever was trying to um, resume the electricity supply, uh, we saw that this was going to be for many, many hours. Then we started doing things which we're used to doing, but mm-hmm. this time we did it on a large scale because it was a large area <clears throat> that was running into this problem, and there was switching off, for instance, 4G. That yeah. means you still remain the 3G and, okay. and 2G, yeah. uh, older technologies, um, with which you will not have as good mobile data service, uh, but you'll be able to place calls, receive calls, send SMSs and all this. And of course, by doing this, the battery that I was describing before, perhaps instead of lasting four hours, as it would have with 4G and 3G and 2G, everything uh, operating, then we could expand it to eight hours, sometimes 12 hours, depending Mm on... Um, on the side of the amount of frequencies being used there and so forth. But I think, as I think everybody understands, eventually, if, if, if electricity is not resumed, at some stage it will just run out. Yeah. Then the whole discussion is how many diesel um, machines should be out there. Um, diesel machines work this way that, you know, you so long you can come and, and pour diesel into this machine and the machine doesn't fail, electricity is, is provided. And there were some um, many diesel machines that companies like Mila mobilized 
uh, they have them in trolleys and and then there was the discussion where Nederlinen, how do you say Nederlinen, the uh, 112 organization, the security organization uh, and, uh, and police, they were in this whole discussion about, well, now we have one left, where should we bring it? And we never, we seemin never made this decision. Uh, Mila and, and security officers, they made this decision according to, you know, a lot of parameters. Um, hospitals, uh, amount of population, likelihood of uh, any such problems and so forth. Mm. Uh, tomorrow, as an example, uh, we're having a meeting in the morning where uh, the 112 organization and then all the telcos, we will be uh, sitting together and coming up with a suggestion of which are the 3040 um, locations where we would suggest that the government would analyze some sponsoring, some financing, to make sure that diesel engines um, take, take, um, exist in case of such an event happens again. But the fundamental discussion is electricity shouldn't yeah. fail for prolonged... Um, your, you were talking about your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your, your car eventually at some stage will run out of, of, exactly. of battery and, yeah. and, and you need to find recharging uh, locations where you can recharge your car. Same thing with our telecommunications infrastructure. And... Um, at the same time as the cars run out of battery, unfortunately, we run out of time as yeah. well. Um, sorry to say, it's a really interesting conversation, and I, I hope that the discussions go well with the other companies and yes. that we can avoid disruption in the future as the storms keep coming. The Week in Iceland will be back uh, next Monday, the 13th of January, on roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the uh, Roof app, and on your favourite podcast platform. Enormous thanks to my guests, Eric Figueras-Torras and Felix Bergson, and, as usual, to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the studio. We end the show with a bit of Icelandica, so-called, and, and what could be more culturally relevant right now than the specially written closing song from this year's Automotoscope. <laughs> Thankfully, it is a tongue-in-cheek song, asking why on earth we should make changes to save the planet for coming generations, while children do absolutely nothing for us. This is Prince Polo with Ekki Nokuth. Bye for now. Það er alltaf nótt, er ég lít út um bannsettan klukkan Veturinn kom á fljótt og ég sé ekkert nema skugga En ég sé þó að með hækkandi hitasti í jarðar Felast aukin sókna færi fyrir íbúa fáskrús fjarða Því hvað hafa börnin og gar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur Hvað hafa börnin og gar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur Ég gleymi samt ei, hvað sumar ef að gott fyrir norðan Og við byggðum upp á gætist ég vita mín forða En þegar húmar að, ég kís allt annað líf Og í þetta sinn verð ég drullu slagur á teneri Því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur Hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur Ég hef litla trú á sparsemi og endurvinnslu Mér við skipta meira málaðega almennilega gimslu Fyrir allt mitt út, sérstaklega þennan jeppa Sem að eyðir engu nema þegar ég þarf að skreppa Því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur Því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur Ekki nokkur
plastlausri veröld ég vil ekki lifa og þó svo að jarðar klukkan sé farin að tifa loftslagsvá, ég skil bara ekki hvað þetta meina flugvisku bit, ég ætla ekki einu svona reyna því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur ekki nokkur því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur ekki nokkur Því hvað hafa framtíðar kynslóðir gert fyrir okkur? Ekki nokkur. Því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur? Ekki nokkur. Því hvað hafa börnin okkar svo sem gert fyrir okkur?